Haribo. <laughs> Haribo. <laughs> like, I know. Please accept my respects. <laughs> oh. Reunion at the Breaking Trail podcast. <laughs> I know. It's got to be almost two years now, no? What's that? Wow. Feels like it's maybe almost two years. Yeah. Yeah. It has been Christmas of 2019. There you go. Put on headphones, Jonathan. I've run out of USB uh, hookups, though. That's my problem. Hang on. Oh. <laughs> Unplug some of your biking plugs and put in some podcast plugs. <laughs> Take off Strava and put in. There we go. Breaking trail. All right. There we go. <laughs> We just make sure the audio is going through the Yeti. Give me a second. Yeah, it is. Can you hear me now? Good. I can hear you better now. Yeah, for sure. And uh, just make sure, Jonathan, if we're chatting in the end, then then do do mute your microphone because else it'll be. Yeah. No problem. It doesn't work with. So I don't even know what we're talking about today. Or I don't yeah, either. Neither, well, neither do I. <laughs> and that's good. We all. Got, got the same plan. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, so I, I guess I had some idea. My, you know, I maybe you could share a little bit about you. I wanted, you know, to for people to get to know some other people that that have implemented this lifestyle and lived this lifestyle. And I'm always, I, maybe you don't know Jonathan, but it appears like in my classes, not too uh, seldom I mention something about. Uh, you know that we i have this friend in canada he's a real estate broker he's like really successful in that field and and he so he donates some money for the meditation centers and he's also doing a lot of mountain biking and because people look at me and they see you know okay he's a yoga teacher and he doesn't earn any money and they think that's how it's got to be so i see <laughs> to me it's always, it's always like a it's always nice to to sort of introduce you as an example of someone who does because it doesn't have to be that way that you're living like me or living like Balakia is doing, traveling and teaching. Like mm. this. Yeah, so. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much you want me to reveal, but... Um... <laughs> everything, mate, everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can get into numbers if you want. Like, I mean, I sold like... No, you know... no, no, you don't have to do that. Okay. No, don't, worry about, don't worry about the numbers. As in the Bhagavatam, never tell anybody how much money you make. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say that, but I could say that I made I sold forty six homes last year or something like that. But oh, I would, that's all right. Yeah. Never mind. They were all dog houses. <laughs> <laughs> homes for canines. <laughs> they were more. I I have this sweater because it's actually getting into fall weather here and it's kind of cold and I like it. But if it's wow. too much, I'll just I'll just put on my t shirt. No, I like well, it. Well, that looks good. I rode the 160-kilometer Simcoe County Loop Trail on a fat bike in winter. You had that made? So Simcoe County gives you these uh, a blue T-shirt that says everything from here up. But then they threw this on, and we sent them some icebreaker long sleeves, for, and they did it for free for us. Oh, wow. My friend wow. Tiago really wanted this, so I said, okay, fine. But wasn't that... Yeah. The, what was was that the one that I was reading about? You did, but wasn't that like five hundred kilometers you did on a fat bike in winter? No, so no, this was this was one day 
160k but the festive 500 was 500k on my fat bike in the forest in four days in 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 four days of ride time wow yeah yeah <laughs> sorry i'm that's, sorry that, that's yeah, five days that's 100 miles 100 this was 100 miles days. yeah 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 that's impressive on a fatty yeah <laughs> what's yeah. what's what's like why <laughs> it was a challenge it, no it's a it's a thing like people do the Simcoe county loop but apparently we're the only two guys who did it on a fat bike in the winter most people do it on their road on their gravel bikes and uh on their gravel bikes in the summer yeah but yeah. anyway yeah yeah yeah. I guess most people think like make it as, as easy as possible and then you just get through it and you can brag about I have it. A, I have a nut job friend, Tiago, who likes doing adventures. So he's, and I try to tag along on his, some of his adventures when I can. Mm. But now that my back's fine, but a ball here, I don't know if I told you if you know about this or if you've tried this, but I have, you know, you know me, I got a bad back scoliosis. Um, yeah. I got a dehydrated disc between my fourth and my fifth, my fourth and fifth lumbar vertebrae. My back was out completely for two months this year in late and early spring. Um, and the only thing that's helped me, believe it or not, and whether you walk, do Japa walking forward or backward, I have, so I, I've been walking backwards 45 minutes a day and I've been running backwards up the hills as well. And it takes all the pressure off my low back, my, my knees, my knees were actually suffering from all the mountain biking. And one of my cranks defoiled and I had no idea. So I was actually getting knee pain, unknowing that my crank was broken. Anyway, what was broken? My crank. So the, the carbon crank. Oh, crank. crank yeah. Crank. Yeah. So, so walking backward and I have a helmet with a mirror and see where I'm going. Doesn't work. <laughs> it works really good. And I'd love to see this during oh, Jumbo Walk 45 minutes. Oh, if you, I, I actually posted a video on my Facebook. If you, if you want to watch it, you can see it. I'm talking about it. And, wow. and so I saw this Chinese doctor who took like four months to get an appointment. And he said, Jonathan, you're, if you walk backwards 30 minutes a day, your back will never go out again. So I said, okay, I'll try it. Wow. So I've been doing it for, I've been doing it since um, August 8th. So it's been amazing. <laughs> well, interestingly enough, every morning there's a hill that I do go up on my Joppa walk, and I walk up backwards every day. There you go. Oh, okay. you do. You do. Yeah. Wow, yeah. you guys are sharing some secrets here. <laughs> I, didn't, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't read your Facebook. <laughs> oh, you've been doing that backward walk? Uh, I don't know, three months now. Okay, cool. That's it. That, that's amazing that we both wow. kind of came into it. Interesting. Yeah, yeah it's wow. really helped my back, my back, and my uh, my knees. I mean, I can. I I I just finished the Ontario Cup series. I I'm actually uh, I got series champion my first time racing, and I I won my category. I got second place yesterday on yesterday's race, and it was the fourth and final race. And I wouldn't be if I would be scared to push as hard as I did if I wasn't walking backward. And it was really cool. I it, so it's a it's a time trial race, and you're waiting in line for like eight eight minutes because everybody starts after every thirty every thirty seconds. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and I actually did uh, Japa while I was waiting in that line. And if my heart rate at the last races when you're at the start gate was one forty five, 
And I, because of the Jaffa, it came down to 119. In the start, in, in the start gate. <laughs> and, and how how long is the circuit, or what do you do? Yesterday was 25k. It was 600 meters elevation in 25k. It was just some serious climbing. Wow. Yeah. And I got nice. I got I beat all my competitors that I wanted to beat. And there was one guy that was, you know, he's next level. But I got my gap with I closed my gap to him. So that was cool. Is it on road or trails or what? All trail, hundred percent, hundred percent single track, and some double track uh, to get to single track. You know. Yeah. And I changed the front ring on my bike to 36 tooth oval, oh, 36 tooth oval by absolute yeah, black, by absolute, yeah, by absolute black. And because on the double track, I need, because the bike came with 32 and I'm just spinning my gears on the double track because I can't, I'm getting, going too quick and on the downhills. So the 36, the, the 36 just makes it more aggressive the whole time you're biking. It, it just, I, I'm gonna throw, I might even throw a 38 on, but we'll see. Yeah, you got to be the bigger the ring, the stronger you got to be. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. <laughs> That's why I run a 26. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, the fat bike's got a 30 on it, actually. I'm gonna, but yeah, it came with a 30. They they, they go lower on the fat bikes, so the 26. So, okay, so so this is like a regionals, regionals competition, Ontario, yeah, the, Ontario. the provincial, yeah, wow, yeah, so I'll be. So, I was I just started this year, so I'm Master Sport A. Next year I'll move up to expert, and then I can choose to go to elite after that if I want to. So yeah, so stay oh, low. You can win when you start up in classes. Then you start losing. <laughs> no, I'm forced. I'm actually forced to go up next year. Otherwise, I'd be a sandbagger. They call it apparently. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah, cool, nice, nice. Using that energy and all that, you know, angst in the right way. Yeah. And I hired a mountain bike coach. Yeah, angst in the right way, no doubt about it. And I hired a mountain bike coach and I've been working with him for eight weeks now. And yeah, I got a heart rate monitor. He's tracking all my stuff. I'm doing interval training. It's, it's taking it pretty seriously. Yeah. So, so I'm oh. just wondering, Jonathan, like how you well, first of all, like, how do you, how, how is, how does your day look that you manage to fit all of this into your day? And, and where, where is like, what is the role of meditation in this? And how, how is that? Like, how do you even manage time-wise and what do you do yeah, the rest of the day? Maybe you can tell us I, about your real estate. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I try to go to bed at, by nine 30. Um, I find if I go to bed past 10 PM, I feel terrible the next day. I have low energy. I don't feel good. And for my body, for whatever reason, I, I only, my body for some reason only needs six and a half, seven hours sleep. And if I sleep longer than that, like eight hours, nine hours, let's say I'll feel, I'll feel worse that day. Cause I slept too long or something. It's very, it makes no sense, but no, but I, yeah. I, I, and I've experienced the same. I know what you mean. Yeah. So then, um, I start my day with, uh, Jaffa and my backwards walk. And then I, uh, I've been snorkeling every morning for 15 minutes looking at, well, I'm, I'm thankfully because of COVID, uh, we actually moved to our cottage just over a year ago, which is very close to Toronto. We're very lucky the proximity so I can operate Toronto business still living where we are here, um, in the Port Perry Oxbridge area. And, um, cause I like, you know, through, through meditation, I've learned about, you know, the modes and motor goodness and motor passion and ignorance and, 
and uh you know i really like the mode of goodness in the morning it's just so special and this, i make make a point to observe the sunrise and you know i have a assist in my pineal gland and i was told that if you look at the sunrise for the first you know within the first minute of it rising sorry the first 10 minutes of it rising um it can actually dampen like reduce the size of the system my pineal gland so i've been doing sun gazing in the morning for 10 minutes and then uh, so japa walk backward do the sun gazing and then uh depending on the timing of the year and all that but then i've been doing a 15 minute snorkel i'm actually making relationships with these perch and bass and sunfish that so i'm actually almost touching the fin of the bass now and they're kind of hanging around me and the painter turtles and the, the snapping turtles like the paint they're so adorable and i've been i it's I feel very fortunate to to be able to do that snorkel in the morning and then uh, i kind of do a little run sprint up my private road which is like 10 degree pitch <laughs> and then uh just part of like the, the kind of training and then uh then i hit the desk card and work and um I we we do uh we do do a more, my wife does a morning program with Raja. It's getting a little more regimented now at, at a certain time at 7:30 since uh our son Raja is in uh virtual school with the with our oh. district our, our school board. So he's been doing French immersion virtual school. So Gwen's been managing him on that. And um and then we've just been joining all the meditation gatherings on the Friday nights and and so and others and uh yeah and then my Gwen makes you know treats for all my clients whenever i see clients i would always bringing treats and you know that's <laughs> kind of her thing and um clients clients really appreciate that and um yeah i have a full-time assistant who um who also does meditation and mm. so she's been she's she does a lot of the stuff that i don't want to do so you know it allows me time to do meditation and things that I and biking and things that I like to do and um yeah so how did how, how did you guys meet each other like where where's this, this Who? I, well you you guys you and Balakia I, I don't oh. I don't I don't know that story I don't like okay <laughs> well I uh, came to well I so back in 2006 in June 2006 May or June 2006, I picked up a flyer at a, med at a meditation shop. And prior to that, I was already doing Hatha yoga. And I had some I had some d yoga DVDs, uh, Wylana yoga DVDs, and I was doing some chanting, a little bit of chanting at the end of her stuff. And um, and then I came to a meditation class after picking up that flyer. It was actually Ron, who's uh, one of the, one of the people who who meditate over here. Uh, he gave me the class and i, I remember that day because i was i was uh just, <laughs> i was actually at a a nude beach in toronto on the island with a girl doing yoga <laughs> and i went to, i went to the class i went to ron's meditation class wearing i think i was wearing a speedo and uh which is just ridiculous and i remember i remember telling ron I, I, during this class i said wow i really love this this is so amazing i'm going to do this 
and he kind of rolled his eyes a bit like okay yeah because i said because i said i'll see you i'll see you soon i'm gonna come i'm gonna come and he kind of rolled his eyes yeah okay yeah sure and then, <laughs> and then i I, and then the woman that I was with, she didn't like it. And we didn't talk to each other after that day. She lost interest. Anyway, so I went to the the following uh, Sunday gathering, which was at, at Super Spurts at the time. And I had just an amazing time, amazing vegetarian food and got, you know, really got into the Kirtan, the group, the group Kirtan. It was, and I was just blown away. And then I went to the follow-up class at, at Madhavandra's uh uh, home on uh, and uh, learned a little bit more about the philosophy and heard a lecture and it was just it was really special and then I went to the and then uh, literally I think the following week I met Balakia I went to the two week uh, retreat in August at uh, uh, the first two weeks of August in two thousand six and that's when I met Balakia at the retreat and then I think I think. <laughs> I think Paul here maybe remembers that retreat. It was in Flesherton. Um, it was up at that little, it was a little lake and it was a nice little setting actually. Yeah, it was a great, great place. Yeah. Great retreat. Yeah. And that's where I met Paul Kia and I heard, and after the, after those two weeks of being at that retreat, hearing the philosophy, learning about reincarnation and um, my identity and it changed my life completely. And I, in Toronto at the time, they had a, a, a house for guys who were, who were serious about the process. So I moved into that house right after the retreat and um, never oh, looked wow. back. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. The rest is history. Yeah. Like changed, which is remarkable. And I actually met my wife. So prior to... So prior to getting my my uh, coming to that first class, I I was actually hosting nightclubs for eighty hours a week. I was hosting six nightclubs, and then I slowed that down and got my real was taking the real estate license, getting my getting my real estate license, and taking the courses, and uh, and um, I did kind of a one eighty essentially because of meditation. Like I was imagine being a you know, nightclub promoter, host of a nightclub and the after hours and all that. And then coming to, you know, a two week retreat of meditation and then, you know, completely changing my life. And I remember I went to the, the vegetarian food fair in, in September, I think it was the second weekend in September, 2006. And I saw this, I read all Irene and she said, Jonathan, I, she, through your eyes, she'll, she tells you what all your current issues in your inherited weaknesses it's called iridology anyway so i had this little intro with her and she said jonathan i've never seen so many signs of toxicity in someone's body at such a young age i had heart lungs liver you name it everything was toast and so through chanting and i was doing liver flushes and kidney flushes and lung flushes i did dr Hulda clark's uh, liver gallbladder flush. I passed, I don't know, hundreds of gallbladder stones and so on. And I saw her again in January and she has said, I have never seen such a recovery in someone in such a short period of time. And you're, you're like, she was blown away. And to this day, I still see her on a yearly basis for a checkup. And, um, but I attribute that to chanting and, and just because of chanting, changing my entire lifestyle completely. You know, 
completely <laughs> A to Z, you know. And what about your wife? You never finished. Yeah, that part. so so that's what I was getting to. So because I, uh, so I actually met Gwen, uh, my wife, when I was nightclub uh, hosting and promoting. We met at I don't know three four in the morning and at some nightclub and. I was always really attracted to her because she was a really mode of goodness girl. I remember we went to a, um, a Sunday morning cherry beach party, which is kind of like a outdoor party at a, at a, at a beach in Toronto and they put it on for free. There's no charge. And at the end of the party, Gwen says, Oh, I'm going to go help them tear down everything and help them. You know, they, they just gave us this great party. And I'm just like, what, why would you do that? Let's go. And she's like, he's like, no, you're going to help me. I'm like, okay. So, <laughs> so I go in there, help, help them tear down the whole thing. And I was just, but it's something I would never think of, you know, being more at the time, like my just covered on that sense. I would never volunteer or anything like that, you know? And she was, you know, a vegetarian and she was actually just getting out of the nightclub scene when I was just getting in at the time. Um, but we always kept in touch. She went, she went to Africa for engineers without borders and, uh, but we always kept in touch. And when she had, she had actually quite a difficult time when she was in Africa in 2000, this would have been in 2008 and she got malaria numerous times. And she had to, she actually had to get sent home because she lost too much weight and so on. And then she ended up going back after she felt better, but then I ended up sending her a whole care package with everything to do with meditation and and so on. And she really got into it. And then when she came back, she got really serious about meditation and uh, she meditated with our friends, some friends of ours in BC and some friends of ours on the big Island. And, and then she ended up moving back to Toronto. And then I said, Oh my goodness, you know, I've always liked Gwen and I introduced her to this and that's kind of a long story too, but we ended up getting uh, patrolled or, uh, and uh, got married eight, nine months later in 20, June 2012. Yeah. And then have Raja in 2014. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was just like thinking, uh, th there, there was something about the story that I was thinking maybe you could, you know, say something about like, yeah, like how, how, like what, what, what's the key to making that change possible, you know? like from going from from such different backgrounds and and what what jonathan has been going through and you know to to make that change what's well what's the thing that is required you know you know for me and it sounds like jonathan as well we were kind of fun seekers on the high level i mean we had different approaches i, I wasn't a nightclub host you know, but he was doing that to, to have a good time, sensual pleasures. I was surfing in Hawaii with the same motivation, really, <laughs> to have the most fun I could, you know, at that time yeah. in the way that I determined was the most fun-giving activity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we were, we were both kind of, we weren't depressed. Like, I didn't hear in Jonathan's story about, oh, I was so depressed. You know, I was contemplating suicide and... I, none of that. It's like I was jamming. I was on the nude beach with the chick. You know, I was like, <laughs> you know, I was getting after it. And, and uh, you know, it's the same same kind of idea. We wanted the most pleasure we could get in the way we had to get it. Mm 
Yeah, because you were shaped you know, in different ways and different backgrounds and different yeah, different avenues different of, whole thing. I mean, I was years older and came from a totally different background and and etc. Yeah. But but the soul is always looking for pleasure. It's it's no different, you know. So then, you know, we both followed our desire for pleasure, and it brought us to, you know, this whole philosophy and yoga and meditation and, you know, our spiritual master, and, and it all just re was revealed to me, and, I, you know, it seems very obviously so to Jonathan as well, that this is on a higher level. This is better. This is beyond what you had before. You know, and uh, so anyone who really wants the highest pleasure, I mean, you will be given the understanding, this is better. Mm -hmm. This is superior. This is all cheap. All this stuff you're, you're pursuing is cheap. It's temporary. It's shallow. It, it, it doesn't take you anywhere. You know, and, and so you can kind of see it's really not the real answer, you know. And so when you hear these philosophies and understanding, you're not the body, this world is not your home, you're actually a spiritual personality, not a material personality. And so it makes sense. You know, it just like rings true. And then you realize, well, you're receiving this information from a set of scriptures called the Vedic scriptures, you know, which are absolutely authoritative. You can check it out, you know, examine it, and there's the authority, no, no question about it. And then you're hearing it from a teacher, a spiritual master, and, you know, if you're serious, you'll be understanding. You know, he knows what he's talking about, mm -hmm. and what he's talking about is really relevant to me right now. This is what I want, too. And you can see a higher pleasure, a higher goal, you know, and a, and a brighter future. Yeah. And so you just go, yeah, I'm in. That's what I did. And, and yeah, man. Did. <laughs> yeah, man. Because <laughs> it's, I, I, I'm, but did you always have that determination, Jonathan? Because I always seen you, known you as, as that. I mean, we, we met when we were kind of at a small, mountain retreat in in california and and you know from the start i've always yeah like that determination it seems like you've taken that term determination that and you've just like redirected it into a more appropriate direction a more like constructive direction you know what i mean yeah i for for me in my life whenever i do something i'm all in and that's <laughs> just the way it goes for me and you know from mountain biking to meditation to real estate i mean i'm all in all in all in and most importantly meditation so mm. yeah. yeah and if you've got that kind of character you know where you're not just wishy-washy and you get taken over here and over there everybody just says something you just kind of flake off and go that direction, but I'm in. Okay, so you'll be successful. I mean, look at all successful people, and they jumped in to whatever their success turned out to be. Yeah, You know, you can't just be the flake and just 
blown by the wind every time some mood change occurs or, you know, a, a new trip comes along because you don't really get anywhere, you know. So, you know, Jonathan's lucky. I was all in, too, you know. I, I You know, I was fully 100% into what I was doing, you know, and always was like that. <laughs> you know, and so that's that's a real fortunate quality to have, you know, because some people are just not, they're just not into anything. They're into everything, but not into anything, Yeah, you know, and they're yeah. never satisfied. You know, I mean, there's some kind of pleasure in everything you do. There's some kind of pleasure. You know, if it's some sport, there's a pleasure in the sport itself. That's what kind of attracted you to it originally. And then there's, you know, pleasure in getting better at it, you know, making some advancement. Mm. And it's it's all some reward kind of thing. But these people that are just into everything but nothing, there, there's never any real reward. And you feel frustrated because I tried this, I tried that, I tried that. I listened to this person, I listened to that person. And, and, and they wind up just a, a frustrated mess and feeling, I, I'm a failure. You know? So we have to, when we approach people, and you know, if that's the way a person is, that's the way they are. We're not criticizing anybody. But we have to convince them, look, this is what you need to focus on. You got to focus on something. No. And that's this is the, the highest focus. I mean, that's what teachers tell students. You got to focus, you know. But these kind of people that they're not really good at being students. They're not really good at social life. They're not really good at, you know, controlling their their senses or, you know, taking care of their body. They're, they're just too too unstable. And, and so mm -hmm. we have to try to shepherd them or tutor them or, you know, take them by the hand and say, come on, let's do this. You know, like Gwen told Jonathan, you're coming and help too. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> I'm going to help these people tear down. Why would you do that? You're coming too. <laughs> and and that's what it takes sometimes, you know. Just yeah. And we I'm sure Jonathan felt better about doing that, right? Oh yeah, for sure. You know, it was like, yeah, this is this is cool. Yeah. It's not all about me now. It's like I'm helping somebody. Mm -hmm. And uh so we all need help. I mean, everybody needs help. And the spiritual master comes and tries to help you in the way you need to be helped. You know, like the physician looks at you and says, like she looked in your eyes, wow, you've got this problem and this problem, you need to work on this. And, you know, she helped him see the problems. And then he had the determination to follow through. You know. So the spiritual master sees our problems. And then he, he kind of gives us a formula we need to succeed or get better or, you know, restore our spiritual health, which, you know, we've lost. So, yeah, it's, it's a 
very, very special event in life. Yeah, it was, it was just like, how did that dawn to you, Jonathan? Like, when did it really like ring true to you? Like, was there a point when you felt like this, this made it like now, like, did, did something happen that, that made that possible, that change? Or was it more like did, a Well, the two week retreat, the very first two week retreat was a huge eye opener, wake up call. And then the following retreat that winter, um, basically just having those and hearing a, a daily lecture every day is, you know, hearing the philosophy and it did take me about, I would say, I don't know, about nine months or so to, to fully commit. Cause I remember in the first nine months, I'd still visit my, my, my father's father, my Italian grandfather. And, uh, I would have a little bit of, you know, wine with, with him. Cause that was his thing. And I, you know, and I, and I thought, okay, Jesus drank wine. I can, I can do that. And, and it was just the mind, you know, and then, uh, I would play, uh, you know, Texas Hold'em with my brother and father, $20 buy-in. I'm like, oh, it's only $20, you know, the oh. buy. <laughs> and then, um, and then, the, and then, uh, you know, I just really at that nine, right around that nine month mark, I just fully, fully just all in, you know, uh, commitment. Um, and, you know, living at the Brahm, at the guy's house, the Brahmachari house and, it all, all together encumbered and just, you know, you know, the association and the, the daily commitment and it just fortified, you know, the path uh, for spiritual life really, truly with our spiritual master's direction. So, and, and Balakia's direction. I, I've, I've always admired Balakia when I see him at the, at the, at the two week retreats that we have and, you know I, how early you wake up and i and i i, I even to, to this, even to this day you know my alarm my alarm will go off i'm like yeah, i'm not hitting snooze but i don't think balky would hit snooze i'm gonna go <laughs> you know, it's time, time, time to meditate <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm not there yet this morning i i heard the you know my alarm and i hit it my foot and it fell out of the bed and i think almost broke or something <laughs> like, i also oh. know with how with how busy my schedule is if i hit snooze things aren't going to happen so yeah you know. yeah <laughs> no wow i mean snooze. that's yeah snooze is a lazy man's you know cop out yeah no good and even if i sleep that extra 20 minutes you hit that snooze i don't feel i don't feel better after that 20 like i don't yeah and mentally you feel worse like yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah then, yeah, it's, it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah the no snooze life like <laughs> well people it, it is one thing we got to realize, you know, it all sounds like some kind of magic, but what we have to realize is, is, you know, the chanting and hearing the philosophy and listening to lectures of our spiritual teacher, et cetera, are purifying. This is the main point. It's purifying. It's not just like I did this and I did that. It's like we came in contact with a purifying agent and the purifying agent, the holy names, the, the hearing, the, the philosophy and so on, purifies us. And 
the more pure we become, the more we see correctly. Our intelligence becomes more guided from within, from the, the super soul it's called, or the Lord in the heart, you know, and that's what really does it. You know, it's not like we're some special people that did anything. You know, we just were fortunate enough to be in the proximity of this purifying atmosphere, you know, and that's what really changes everything. Yeah. So, you know, I, I want people to understand it's the purifying of the chanting and the teachings and so on that makes it so the change is the, is what we want, you know. Yeah. We have our scripture, Bhagavad Gita, and in that Bhagavad Gita, uh, Lord Krishna says, you know, if you will follow the regulated principles of bhakti yoga, you will develop a desire to know me. See? So all this, this system, you could call it, getting up early, doing the meditation with beads, which is called japa, you know, and all of that makes it so we develop that desire. You know, mm -hmm. I want this. This is what I want because we're all following our desires. Everything anybody's doing is because some desire took us there. Yeah. You know, whether it was to the rock concert or whether it was to this beach or whether it was to the nightclub or whether it's to the surf or whether it's to mountain biking. It's all about desires taking us there. So when we follow this system of bhakti yoga, then we start developing more and more a desire to engage in, in spiritual life, you know, and to come to know supreme person and know who we are and all those things that evolve into a very successful life. Yeah, because a person might think hearing this, like, oh, wow, I got to start being super determined like Jonathan, you know, <laughs> and if I'm not, then I'm just going to give up. I, I have to like start being determined, then I can start spiritual life. But that's not the point. No, it's, the point is, you know, we're always encouraged to be just chant, chant these mantras like our podcast last week, you know. <laughs> Whatever's in your way, whatever obstacle it is, my mind is driving me crazy. I got too much work to do. Chant anyway. Yeah. I don't feel very no. good today. Chant anyway. Mm. No. I'm too sleepy. Chant anyway. <laughs> yeah. That quote is. It was interesting. Line. We. Oh, oh. No, go we ahead. had a. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, we had a, so we just, so 16 years later, we had a, another vegetarian food fest in Toronto and we didn't have one last year. And this year we, we were, there's only 30 vendors. Usually there's 150 vendors, but this year was only 30. And this year they were holding it inside versus outside. And we had a, we had a booth there and we were going to cancel it because it, a bit of discomfort with the COVID and the variants and so on. Um, but I, uh, I said, you know what, I, I, I got double vaccinated. I felt kind of comfortable and I said, you know what, I'm going to do it. And I just knew I had to do it. I don't know what it was, you know? So I set up the booth, man, the booth, tore it down, told 
I don't know how many people about our Friday night curtain and, you know, meditation beads and come to our next virtual class. And it was just, we haven't, I haven't done some, something like that in quite some time because of COVID. And it was just, it was so awesome. I, it was just so special and I'm really happy I did it. And, but there's something told me I had to do it and it was just, well, you guys know who told me to do it, but yeah. <laughs> and, and you feel, you feel so, you feel so alive. Like you feel really oh, alive. Oh man. That. But, it was so good. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. Really. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you'll be taken in whatever way, you know, nature's going to take you in one way or, you know, the spiritual guys guidance will take you in another way you're going to be taken in some direction you know and <laughs> we're just being swept around and let let that you know spiritual intelligence and guidance be the guide and you'll come out doing wonderful things yeah and inspire others. I mean, my story with Jonathan is like, to me, you're, you're. I mean, one of the people that would really, you know, you know, that I'm so thankful for 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 sharing this to me. I was, I was kind of fresh, and I met, and I met you at, at the this retreat in, in California, and I just remember that you you taught me how to, do this and this process and this and this meditation, and after like. I went to Colombia after that, and I was there for, I guess, like six months. And I met you again at the Canadian at, at the, the retreat in Toronto. We had a retreat yeah. and with Balakia. Yeah. yeah, you were there, Balakia. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for you sure. Must have been. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah of course, I, I remember now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and that's when I, because I was doing, you know, just kind of spontaneously or just a little bit of meditation every day. But after that, I, it was the same for me. Like I, I just decided, like, no, this is what I want to do, and I'm going to do this. I was, you know, and then after that, it was really when it, when I, I don't know, I got really serious about this and said, you know, I'm, I'm finished with, with, with the previous Ruben and that lifestyle that I had. Like, uh, I want, I want change. I want things to really change, and, and I'm ready for this. Nice. So yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah so happy i mean and you you motivated me too i mean you're such a such a kind person i mean i'm really i yeah no doubt about it i uh it was funny i was i was i was mountain bike racing recently and there was a competitor against me um who i i did beat uh, on that race and i saw him after the race in the parking lot and i said uh we got talking and he saw my my Strava name, and my Strava Strava is like a social media for athletes, basically where you can show your rides and so on. And I have a green leaf on there indicating that I'm vegetarian. And and I we, we got talking, and he said, I said, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Oh, I'm a cattle farmer." I said, "Oh, perfect." <laughs> like in the sense that I just kicked your butt, and you're you're like the, the cattle farming meat eater. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> I saw that in the article. Like Jonathan has said something. Like Jonathan wants to point out that he's a vegetarian by like biker. And I was like, yeah, you got that point in. <laughs> Great. 
You know, that's well, sad and funny, but you know, it's such an illusion that people have that it, you can't really be a, a strong person and be a vegetarian or a vegan. You've got to have meat. Meat is where the power is. Yeah. You know, and there's so much proof more and more that vegetarians are on the high level of performance. You know, in all these really, really difficult sports, and uh, not to mention, you know, statistically they have less, you know, cancers and less diabetes and, you know, less basically no obesity and all all those common things, you know, heart disease and all that, you know. But just on the power level, you know, it's it's obviously that. This is what the human body is designed to eat, is vegetables and fruits and grains and nuts and seeds and dairy. Yeah, yeah if it was true, I never would have got first place and won the series. And, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, I got podium at every race and I never would have got that. I mean, if that theory was true, that there's no way I could have done that, right? Right. Oh, vegetarians can't do that. <laughs> 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 there, there was probably a, the, uh, go ahead uh, go ahead well I, this short I just it just made me think about something because we had a meditation class yesterday and there was a lady who came she, she's she been following us for a long time online but you know due to COVID and but now she dared to to sort of come and meet us and and she was around 50 and and one of the things she said that what a big obstacle for her was that she thought that we looked so young <laughs> so <laughs> she didn't dare to because it was hard for her with the age difference like she thought this is just some kind of young group of meditators and then i told her that Jan and Lind are 35 and she was like well, wow what <laughs> and then there was a, so i told her you know maybe we should start eating more meat so that we look <laughs> older <laughs> oh, and then we were out in the forest this morning filming you know that's why i was a little bit late for preparing this podcast because we were doing some filming for a music video that we have totally amazing autumn colors i'm gonna send you guys a video afterwards and there we met this lady in the forest and she so she talked to the girls she was like what are you guys doing she heard this buzzing sound and she was thinking you know what's what's happening it was my drone so, <laughs> so the girls talked to her and eventually she warmed up and she was really nice and and she said you know my daughter is also doing some music but she's she she's she must be older than you yeah she's she, she must be much older than you or something she said and she's she's 25. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh oh. So she oh. probably thought that they were twenty or something. <laughs> oh, she's much older. I just thought it was funny, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you were gonna told... say Balakia? Yeah. yeah. Huh? What's that? You were gonna comment before Ruben had spoke. I don't know if you remember any anymore. Oh, there, there's you know, well, the movie Game Changers is one. Yeah. That you know, it's got you know, it's a full-length feature film of interviews and, and documentary accounts of all these amazing athletes and all these different disciplines that are vegans, you know, yeah. and how successful they are in their individual sports. And one of the 
not one, but th at that time, the movie was made the strongest man on the planet was a vegan. And so, you know, and there's a there's an athlete, Scott Jurek is his name. He's a ultra-distance runner, trail runner. Hmm. And uh, he set the record for running the Appalachian Trail in the United States, which runs from the southern tip of Georgia to the Canadian border in Maine. It's 2,200 and something miles long. And he did it in 45 days and, I don't know, some hours or whatever. And uh, so he had the record for a while. Now somebody else has broken it. But another uh, vegan also broke that same record. You know, wow. so they're both vegans. And, you know, 2,200-something miles, that's like, you know, 30, 40, 50 miles a day, every day running through the mountains and through the forest and across streams and, you know, and they're vegans. 2,000, but 2,000 miles so, is like 3,000 kilometers or what? No, 3,500 yeah, kilometers? Two, more. Yeah, 3,200 or something probably. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's, it's just a myth that have people want to believe. It's not like they believe in it because it's true. They believe it because they want to believe it. I like to eat meat. So therefore, yeah. anything that comes out from the animal industry or whatever, promoting this is the best diet or whatever, they want that. That's what they latch on to. They hang on to that as mm -hmm. proof or justification mm. because that's what their tongue likes, you know. But if you really want to go to a higher level of not only physical ability, but mental ability, and not only that, but spiritual realizations and clarity, then you want to hear what the vegetarian information is or the vegan information because, you know, that's, that's scripturally based, that's medically proven, that's environmentally the best, and on and on it goes. Sure. And you'll want that, and, and that will be your gravitation. You'll be convinced of that. Mm. So, you know, we get what we want, don't we? Well, that's, that's what I was going to say. You have to... I, I guess I it's just, like Jonathan yeah. said, he'd go see his grandfather, you know, and drank a little wine because Jesus drank wine. But, you know, historical records prove that Jesus didn't drink wine. Hmm. He drank grape juice. You know, it was fresh grape juice. It wasn't fermented grape juice. You know, there was no alcohol content. Mm -hmm. But because you want to drink wine, or, you know, in your case, you wanted to please your grandpa, whatever, you know, well, Jesus drank wine, hmm. you know. So, you know, we can always hear what we want to hear. So that's why when we speak these truths, a lot of people, they don't want to hear this. So they either argue against it or just don't listen, just turn it away. Just, you know, I don't watch that podcast. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I mean, that's a, that, what, what, what can we do? You know, we just have to keep speaking the truth and then leave that up to people to, I, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> You know, just speak the truth, and you know the truth seekers will appreciate it. Mm -hmm.
Yeah, another thing in our philosophy is, you know, to not have any stimulant, right? And uh, my mountain bike coach said, oh, you got you to gotta have a little bit of caffeine, you know, before the race. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll give it a try. So I had a little bit of uh, 64 milligrams of green tea extract before one of my races. And my heart rate average was 174 that race. Okay. And then, and then, and then I, and then I tried, then I was doing my interval training the following week and I had a hundred milligram pill of caffeine. My heart was fluttering. I felt horrible and I couldn't even, my heart rate recovery was so bad. Then I tried 50 milligrams just to further clarify heart rate recovery, terrible. And then uh, so I've been running the last uh, three races and here forward, never again, zero caffeine, forget it. It's just people, like my coach was, he's taking like three, 400 milligrams of caffeine before a race. Can you imagine? Yeah. And he's serious. He's a Canadian champ. Like he's a huge racer. And that's what these most athletes are taking is caffeine. But uh, not for me, not for this yeah. guy. <laughs> small thing you, know, but. you follow the, the the yoga teachings and you'll never be wrong yeah you'll never be wrong you can't be wrong you know but if you just start listening to this person that person then you'll be led into things that are not the best i mean it's just that's the way it is most people have to have caffeine to get through the day. I mean, not yeah. competitive mountain biking. I mean, just to get up just in the morning. Sleep. Yeah. You know, they're, they're so physically unhealthy. They have to have it just to get up in the morning, mm. you know. And, and the mental fog and all that, you know, it, it's, it's not good human body. It's just what we produce with all the synthetics and, you know, the crap food and the GMOs and, the, you know, processing and whatever, that we're just running around in a fog and, and physically feeling really bad. We have to be propped up with all these false stimulants to, to just survive. <laughs> Yeah, I remember I have a my real I have a business partner, and we would go on we drive around and see our advocates, people who who refer us, and we give them gifts and so on. And we'd always have a break, and she'd have to have her you know her Starbucks, and it's like a I have, I have to pull out literally an Apple note because she wants this 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 in her Starbucks with the cinnamon and the la la la, and and I would get caught in it and i'd have a little you know americano or something and i just noticed i was i with first of all i'd be a little schoolboy for giddy for whatever 20 minutes and then after that i just want to i get angry and i got you know really hangry i'd get headaches and i just like why am i doing this just forget it you know i'll just stick to my my chicory root or whatever you know <laughs> yeah man <laughs> Stick to the chicory. <laughs> That's right. And then, and then imagine being in that state all the time. You know, it's like hyper. You're you're just hyper. You're just all the time, like super yeah. tense, yeah. super amped yeah, up. Yeah. 
Yeah, the yoga lifestyle, which is, you know, the mode of goodness lifestyle, is the lifestyle that was designed by the Supreme Lord, given to humans, you know, and, and this is how you should live. I mean, this will make it so your time in the material world will be as good as it can be. You know, I mean, that's what he has given us. And it's it's so good, it's too good. No, I, I, can't, I can't do that. That's not... I, I need to do <laughs> all these low-level things, and we pay a price, you know? We pay a big price. Yeah. So there has to be some, some authority, you know, for life in general. There has to be. I mean, you know, there's all, in every division of any kind of life, there's authority. So there has to be an overall authority for the entire life and existence of every living entity. There has to be. Logically speaking, there has to be. And there is. <laughs> That's the like, good part. There is. Lo logically, there has to be, a, so like there has to be a right way, or there has to be a way that it's meant to be for you to be yeah. happy. Like, there's got to be somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it has to be. And so there, there is, <laughs> you know, and that's what the whole bhakti yoga process is about, you know, being guided in that authoritative way to achieve the highest result in life. You know, that, that's what we're trying to do. You know. And, you know, it's hard to find anybody that's perfect. We're not perfect. We, you know, have our little, you know, imperfections all over the place. But there's a system that we can follow, you know, that gradually makes it so we eliminate, you know, this and that and another thing. And, you know, and we feel better as a result of it. Not only physically, not only mentally, but just inside. I feel feel good about this. You know how people always say, I feel good about myself, mm. or I feel bad about myself. You know, so this is a real way to feel good about yourself. Mm -hmm. Right, Jonathan? No doubt about it. 100%. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah it's, uh, it's a nice way to be. It's a nice, nice future and present and I, I just want to say i really appreciate all the time you've given really and truly especially coming to you know pre-covid coming to our retreats you know two weeks uh, four weeks every year um everything you do just thank you bottom of my heart thank you so much yeah and i thank you know my spiritual master who has done the same and is continuing to do the same for all of us. It's like that, you know, that's that's what is done in spiritual life. Leave nobody behind. Like you know, Ruben's you know a mountain guy, and you you know enter the mountain world from time to time on your bikes and so on. But the, the, the motto or the, the etiquette or the, the, the ironclad rule is leave nobody behind. Yeah. You know? yeah. I was just going to say that. That's, that's funny. That's how it is. 
Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, the spiritual masters, it's like that. Leave nobody behind. Give everybody a chance. Mm. See? One more uh, quick thing. I, 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 I have a, you, well, you, you've been in it, well, here, my 1974 Pontiac Trans Am Firebird that I have. So that was purchased prior to meditation. We're talking when I was 18 years old, and I, and I actually just sold it on auction this year on a oh, on a it. yeah U.S. auction. Bring a trailer, bunch of bidders who made a record for that car, and I just my life changed. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm a meditator, mountain biker. I'm not a Trans Am driver. Go to a silly you know car show and pop the hood i mean i just i have no interest in any of it and i would you know i drive the car and get that muscle car exhaust on your clothing and in your lungs i'm just like forget this i'm out you know and uh yeah so it's it's like uh, the guy's gonna pick it up on the 29th and once the money clears and yeah yeah which i never thought i would ever do to be honest i thought i had that car forever but no <laughs> desires uh, changed you don't have to reveal it online you just send me a little mail about what you got for that thing oh sure of course. <laughs> <laughs> no it problem. was a cherry man it was a rare cherry i'm telling you this was not just another car i can reveal i got i got fifty five thousand us for it yeah, good. yeah and it and which was a record for that model you know okay so it was cool really cool yeah, the reserve was forty. The reserve was forty-seven thousand American, and it, thankfully uh, some guys bid it up, so worked worked out. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I didn't make money on it, that's for sure. But uh, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> Should we? Yeah, when we change, we change, you know, and values change and everything. Yeah. And suddenly we're less attached less attachments are better right yeah <laughs> so we better uh end it because you know yeah. time is basically oh, wow thank you for having me well we're not finished we're gonna have oh. a good time oh nice i <laughs> love it sounds good <laughs> yeah awesome and the mantra is very simple jonathan goranga haribo I think I know that one. Do the same mantra every week. Just so if we have repeat listeners, they will be comfortable with this simple mantra. They don't have to learn something new. It's just like they can relax and chant. One, one, one more quick thing I want to say. Mantras are ever sweet. It's it it blows my mind because you know it doesn't matter what your best song was over the decades and da 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 mantras are ever sweet. It always gets better and better and better. And it's there's no other sound on the planet that does that, I don't think. <laughs> you know what, Jonathan? You're right. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
하려고 So yeah, thank you very much. We thank everyone for watching. And thank you, Jonathan, so much for for joining us. <laughs> this is so nice to see you again, and and you know, Likewise. sharing sharing your life experiences and it's amazing. Yeah, it's hope it didn't say too much. <laughs> no, no, this is perfect. And it's early morning there. This is the only time we can make it. Six o'clock your time in Toronto. Twelve o'clock noon my time, and uh, I guess four o'clock or five o'clock for you, Balakia. In the afternoon, born right now it's five o'clock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just... yeah. Well, it worked Amazing. out great. Yeah, yeah, Jonathan. Nice to see you again after almost two years. Cool. Likewise. Oh my gosh. Please pass my best wishes and high ball to Gwen and Brighton. Will do. Will do. Absolutely. And all the other friends of ours that are. In Toronto, there. Oh, absolutely! I'll share this video with them. Yeah, Chris and Ron and Madhavendra, everybody. Yeah, cool. <laughs> and I hope to see you. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just saying I hope to see you at a retreat in the future once, hopefully, this pandemic settles down. Who knows when? But yeah. 
when they allow it to go away, my friend. All right. <laughs> <laughs> right now, it's like, you know. But, you know, we'll just take it as it comes. Yeah. Yeah. Chant anyway. 100%. Chant anyway. Yeah. Thank Ruben, you guys. thank you very much. And uh, hard thank ball you, to your big family there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to Slava. We have included everyone, Chintamani. <laughs> yeah. 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 Thank you. You know, so. it's a big happy family, but reality is all living entities are in one big family. So we should treat each other with respect, like, hey, this is, you know, family. I, I got to, you know, treat everybody respectfully. Okay, we could go on and on and turn this All into right. a two-hour show. But... <laughs> awesome. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next week, Ruben. Yeah, All right. thanks. Thanks to all our listeners for tuning in. Thank you. Namaste. How do all, guys? Namaste. Namaste. Don't forget to subscribe. Yeah. <laughs>